Guys, I want to get loud all of a sudden. I, I'm, Do it. Sorry, I'm loud. I'm, get loud. I'm gonna, it's you. I knew it was coming. I'm sorry, guys. Get I need back. to do that. It is. It is. You feel like Poseidon chucking that bugger down. <laughs> chucking that bugger. Did Boy. you butt out that deer? I did not butt out that deer, but the next one I get, okay, I'm just getting his butt out. Is that little Stevie out here? Uh, <laughs> Drobop. Bow drop. I'm sorry. Bob. Hello. Stay tuned. I'll be back after my seizure. <laughs> Every little chipmunk that was running around, everything's dead quiet, and I went <laughs> like that. Just happened. Just happened. I saw what is in essence a nature gasm. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome around the sun at Campfire. It's Uncle Buck. Hey, I'm Ryan. This is Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Will. Dang, guys, it feels like a month and a half since I've been here, and I've just missed one week. A month of Thursdays. I just said that last week, buddy. You miss one week with this group, and you feel like you miss a lifetime. You fall behind. I'm telling you. And Stevie? Yes, sir. I know what you're talking about. What do you mean? Antibiotics had me, like, thinking kooky, dude. Oh, you're telling me. That'll do it to you every time. Antibiotics. That Steve Biotics' sister. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, Antibiotics. I'm a little case of like gut rot. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise known as diverticulitis. Oh. So. so who's our guest? Poor fella. Well, enough about my gut. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's talk more about that. No, we, we can say that okay. the current. Yeah. He's, he's got a gut feeling. We've got some interesting, <laughs> hard-hitting turkey talk coming up. I can't and, wait. And speaking of of guts. <laughs> now I have butterflies in my belly. Yeah. In anticipation for this weekend, and what better way? Anything to, to get that flora, chlora, the the bowel flora back in normal. Yeah, status, back in check. Uh, at equilibrium, but uh, to get that back in check, Bucky, you're killing me. Back to Who my butterflies. <laughs> Who's our guest, bud? We're heading south of the border, aren't we? We're we're going a little south. South of the PA. South border. of the Mason Dixon line. How far right. south of Mason Dixon line? Not too far south. We're going straight down to Maryland with Mr. Tracy Groves. There Hartwood we go. Outdoors. And we're gonna, Is that right? At Hartwood Outdoors, and we're gonna talk some turkey tonight. Nice. Hi, Tracy. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. It's good to have Staying you back. Top, standing on the uh top of the mountain just waiting for a bird to gobble. Uh, I hope we get a little bit of that in the background. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> yeah, you might. You never know. Podcast gold, Ryan. <laughs> Especially. So what's uh, what's new with you, man? Oh, just hard into the turkey hunting right now, and there at the Harwood Outdoors camp, we're uh, getting ready to finish up fertilizing food plots. But we're hard into hard into the turkey hunting now. It's time. So yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on here? Been, there's been a little success down there recently, hasn't there? If I remember there seeing has. those photos right. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, there has. I was fortunate enough to harvest a bird last last Saturday with my son-in-law, Dale. He was actually supposed to be the one uh, shooting, but... You grabbed well, that gun out of his a, hand quick enough? Well, <laughs> no. My gun was actually laying on my, my lap, and um, he was the one supposed to be shooting, but he learned a very valuable lesson that day that you don't put a four-inch sapling where you can't swing your gun and you never know which way the birds are going to come in. So the bird was working right to him, but he tucked down under a little knuckle and 
next thing you know, he laid his gun back down. He thought the bird was gone. And next thing I know, I said, there he is. But he'd come up over his left side, and there was a four-inch sapling in the way, and he couldn't oh, swing his gun. So it. it broke my heart, but unfortunately, I was forced to be the one to pull the trigger. Oh, bless your heart. Sounds yeah. like you're pretty <laughs> torn up about it. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for taking that bullet for the boy. <laughs> Somebody has to do it, so I figured it might as well be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he said it was my turn anyway because... He was the uh, last one to shoot the last time we were together, so he said it was my turn. Well, that's what you say after you don't shoot one. Right. Yeah, that exactly. makes sense. Well, congratulations. So, that was a beautiful bird. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Birds have been birds have been tough. It's been a tough season so far, but when is turkey hunting not tough? Right, yeah. right. Well, when did you the know? season open in Maryland, Tracy? April 18th. Okay. Yeah, April eighteenth. I was still shoveling snow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were we were hunting the first week of the season. We were hunting in twenty four to twenty six degree temperatures in the central part of Maryland. I have never had to wear my hunt my deer hunting attire to go turkey hunting before. Wow! Did they even make obsession in that that heavy of material? <laughs> no, I was I was bundled up in bottom land. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you work with the the seasons. So you start out with bottom land when there's no leaves, and then you move into obsession when the the green comes on. I'll tell you, up here we won't need obsession for quite a few more weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The way it's going, you may not yeah. need it till June. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. You said uh, earlier before we started that you didn't really even really have to call much for this guy um well we didn't hear anything on on this particular bird um <clears throat> we didn't hear anything gobble on the roost that was close everything that gobbled on the roost was probably eight to nine hundred yards away but i had seen birds in this area the day before i actually heard him gobble the day before but he was with seven hens there was there was two long beards with seven hens and I called to him and he gobbled back at me, but he didn't want, he wasn't really going to break off of those hens to come. So I just left him alone. I didn't work him and I waited to the next day and went back in there the next day. And the next day he was only with uh, four instead of seven. And there was actually three long beards. So oh, wow. then you got a chance to pull one off, you know, but um, he did turkey hunting. If he don't want to die that day, don't, don't hunt him. Wait till he wants to die. Right. You know, so whenever I seen he was with those hens and or that many hens, instead of sitting there and calling and calling and calling and just educating him, I just I just chose to let him go and the next day. But he he gobbled one time I called to him uh, with the mouth call um and he responded he was probably hundred and twenty yards away. And then from there I just he the hens actually came to sixty. And the three long beers followed those hens, and I started purring on a um, on a slate call, and one of them broke off, and I guess he thought I was sexy enough to come check me out. Nice. It makes sense. <laughs> so, so, Tracy, could you walk us through a little bit of the, the – give us a picture for the area, what the terrain is like, what your surroundings are like. For those people that uh, may not understand turkey hunting that are listening, what – like. Anybody in particular? Any no, no one in not particular. At this table? No, 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 no. Of course, no one at this table. 
But the, the that particular area, every, so every situation is different. Every area is different. I've been scouting birds now since March the 9th is when I started this year. But that particular area was um, a lot of fields. Uh, the, when the when the turkeys really start getting into strutting and really get into breeding, they like to go to those fields to display themselves and kind of show off a little bit. So that particular area was uh, a field with little, just like little ridges, and the field actually sets below the ridge. So setting up on the field edge won't necessarily work all the time because it's very difficult to call a bird downhill. So I got up on the ridge. I was 72 yards off of the field edge, but I was above him. And that was what kind of allowed him to come in. So that particular for central Maryland was um, what we would call fairly flat. It wasn't okay. your really big mountain mountains, but it had some, you know, small ridges in it on that particular, on that particular hunt. So you said uh, you were doing some scouting there in early March. Uh, what what in particular are you looking for? You know that because that was, you know, what six weeks ago. You know, prior to to the season opening. What what in particular are you looking for at that time? Uh, listening, just listening for birds to gobble. Um, get up early in the morning and go out and just listen for birds to start to gobble, and then just glass and fields. So you're just um, listening. That's it. I that's don't it. touch. I don't touch a call. That's the number one mistake that a lot of guys will make before turkey season comes in. They'll go out and they'll start blowing an owl call or a crow call, or um, some guys will actually use their turkey call, and that's the worst thing you can do. When I, I get up, I go out, I listen, let them do their thing on the, you know, as natural as possible, and then um, once I locate where they're roosting, then I move on to the next place. Now, I do hit a crow call later in the morning once I know they're on the ground, but it's only once or twice and I'm done. Because those bat, those birds, if you pull down you know, off the edge of the road or a field or whatever, and you start out hooting and they gobble and then you get in your truck and car or whatever, slam the door and then going down the road, you just educated that bird. So there's going to become a time where he won't respond to that alcohol. So just go out and listen, and the birds move. So you got to yeah. stay on them when they when they start to go from their fall family um, or winter family groups, and they start breaking up and going into their bachelor groups, and when they start busting up and um, creating a dominancy and pecking order and that sort of thing, those birds will start to move into what I call their final roost area, which means that's where they're going to roost while they're doing their breeding. How long does that typically last? Eight to ten days. Okay. Yeah. So each you... each breeding each breeding cycle each breeding cycle in the turkeys lasts, you know, uh, generally between ten to ten to fifteen days between each breeding cycle. So once they so they what they call transition one, transition two, and transition three in the breeding cycles. And once they get into start that transition, it's generally 10 to 15 days in between each transition. There's a lot of science behind this stuff. Oh, you, you don't even. <laughs> so can we just kind of go back and, and, and touch on the, 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 the breeding cycle? And, and, and where are we at right now? 
roughly. Huh. Well, can, can and, we, and, and wait, I, I, I want to. Whoa! What starts it off? Is it temperature? Is it temperature change warming up, or is it sunlight? Uh, the, the the time of day photosynthesis. What kick? What tells a turkey? Okay, it's time to start breeding. Third full moon. Well, <clears throat> um, there's every person you talk to will probably give you a different answer on that. There's there's a lot a lot of different theories. Um, there's you know people. Some people do believe it's the time the light in the turkey's eye, just like you know a deer and. Me personally, I believe it's the temperatures and the, the high-pressure days. Last year, for the last two years, we've had a very warm spring. By this time last year, 80% of the birds have already, have already been bred. What I'm seeing right now, this year, the birds are just now getting ready to start breeding. There are some that are breeding. But not very, not very many. So, the I personally believe it's the the weather, the temperatures, is uh, what really kind of kicks them in to, to get them get them going. I, I think that the time, uh, the daylight hours plays a small part, but I really believe that um, the warmer temperatures really helps it out. So, so that's, that's what I think. The- I know uh, a couple of years ago we went out to Kentucky, and yes. uh, would you say that we were a hair early for them for that for that time and yeah. uh, those yeah. birds? So, I mean, and, and it's just like it's it can be dead, you know, during that oh, time yeah. if you're not hitting yeah. it right. You, well, you can, you, so every area. So in Maryland, you have the Eastern Shore. You have the central, and then you have the western. All those birds will be in different phases of the breeding transition all at different times, although it's all in the same state. So every place that you go to this year, I know have guys that have canceled their trips to places like Oklahoma and Kansas because the breeding cycles are way later. So this just last week, my buddy was in Oklahoma and he, you know, they did very well because the breeding cycles have started to change. So every area is different. So to answer your question earlier of where we are right now, unfortunately, I think we're in maybe some of the hardest stuff. I mean, I'm going into areas right now where I know there's seven or eight different gobblers and not hearing one peep in the morning, not hearing one gobble at all. That means that they have established their pecking order. That means that they have gathered up the hens that they're going to breed. And that means that they're roosting with those hens so there's no need for them to gobble. They don't have to gobble because the hens are right there with them. Gotcha. Jeez. Is somebody writing this down? Well, we're recording it. Oh, good. <laughs> good. good point. That's good news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we are. It's, you know, there's, there's different kinds. You, you know, you can really, when it comes to turkey hunt, number one, there's no rules to turkey. The rule number one is there's no rules. And turkeys, you can, you can get really in-depth with it and really try to figure the animals out, or you can just go hunt them and have fun and try not to figure it out because it will drive you crazy. 
So, Tracy, you you said I, I, I'm in the the latter camp. <laughs> yeah, the crazy. <laughs> it will drive you crazy. Yeah, just, Here's what I, I can tell try. you though: if you can learn how to hunt the transitions, you will harvest more turkeys, and you'll learn how to call to them in different transitions. So, when they're establishing pecking order, if you're in that transition when they're establishing pecking order, if you use a gobble hose, then you're going to pull a bird off because now he's going to you're a threat to him. So if you know the tree transitions and you can learn how to call it to them during those transitions, you will you can be much more successful in your in your hunt. So is is transition the first transition when the temperature reaches that sweet spot and things start happening, or is that I, I guess what where I'm, I'm trying to to understand or, or trying to pinpoint what's going on in each one of these three transitions. Okay. So transition one is when the birds are establishing their pecking order. They have, um, they've gone from their winter, their winter, you know, family groups. So in the winter, they're all together. Mm-hmm. And the, the transition one is when those birds start to break up. The jakes go together. The two-year-olds go together the monarch birds will break off and go together, and they, they start to establish their pecking order of who is the boss, who's the, who's the man, who's the kind of like, a, you know, you were in high school, who is the man? You know, there was always the man. So, oh, yeah. Catfish. You know, <laughs> so, so, establish first, so the first transition is establishing the pecking order, and basically what he does is, that boss gobbler will gather up the harem of hens that he will breed. Sometimes it's four, sometimes it's six, sometimes it's ten, depending on how big the flock is. That's transition one. Great time to harvest a bird. Transition two is when most hunters know the term um, hen up. That's when the gobblers have already gathered their harem. These are the, the hens that I'm going to breed, and now he roosts right with them. He roosts with them. In, the, in transition one, the, the gobblers will not roost with the hens. They, they roost together. All the gobblers will roost together. Well, the two-year-olds will roost together, and the monarch birds, which is your, your big birds, they'll roost together, and then the jakes will roost together. In transition three, that's when the hens have already been bred. They're go, they've gone to nest now, and now you're... Um, your big birds are out searching for the leftovers looking to pick for, up. Looking for the scraps. Yeah. Looking for the scraps. And that's, <laughs> that's, when you can, that's when you can take a board and bang it up against the tree and get a bird to gobble and kill him. Those are the days I like to go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the, way, that's the days everybody looks for. And, and you think, to go, to go back, you figure you're in transition one right now? In oh, no. no. We're... In central Maryland, we're in transition to the birds are okay. hinned up. The, they've, established who, they've established who their harem is, and they're going to, um, they're roosting with them, and um, no, they're hinned up. So you mentioned. Hardest, hardest part, hardest time of the year to hunt. So when you killed your bird, you had mentioned this past week, this past weekend, you were able to to pull one of those hens off of the gobbler, and he started following her to you. No, I pulled the gobbler off the hen. You pulled the gobbler off the hen. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. So what? Ha- so basically, what it was is you had there was three long beards. You had one bird was the boss. He was the dominant bird, and then so let's just say to make it a little bit more understandable, there was a a three year old bird or four year old bird, and uh, probably two two year old birds, and then you had the hen. So the monarch bird, the three-year-old bird or four-year-old bird, he's not going to leave them hens at all. He's right there with them. Okay. But so so those other two long beards know that that's his harem. That's the girls that he's going to breed with. So what you can do is um, you can actually get to you can actually get one of those two-year-old birds to break away from them to come check you out. And so you just. You know, so I seen that as soon as I seen that there was the monarch bird, the older bird, he was off to himself. He was he was by himself. And then the two other two, they were together. So that told me that he was the boss and that now I got two two year olds. And gotcha. if I do this right, I should be able to pull off one of those two year olds. And that's that's what I did. OK. OK. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have been able to see them, if I wouldn't have been able to see those three birds there, then I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have been able to adjust. So I changed my style of calling once I seen what I seen. So if I I couldn't see that, I'm not going to say we wouldn't have killed him, but by seeing what I seen, it told me what the situation was and allowed me to change my style of calling. Did you have a decoy set up? At that point? No. 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 You said you basically just changed up your calling to just soften it up a little bit. You started purring. That's correct. Yeah, and and basically what that's doing is, you know, and and I guess to draw the equations uh, here, instead of pulling in the senior jock who's dating all the cheerleaders, what you grabbed was one of these stupid freshmen who thought he's going to sneak over and steal one of the jock's girlfriends when he's that's not looking. Exactly right. So, That's exactly right. Gotcha. I'm very familiar with that. Now, I put it in terms Stevie would understand there. <laughs> I hate to put it this way, but turkey hunting, if you, if you can relate it a lot like uh, high school yeah. and what went on with boys and girls in high school, you'll figure turkeys out. That's crazy. I mean, it's, it's really, to be honest with you, it's really kind of the same thing. And well, to some degree. Along those, along those lines, one of the theories, uh, I guess, that I've tried to use in the past when I got into that situation where... Relatively. Yeah. When I got into that situation where um, I thought these, these birds were henned up, but I heard one gobbling off the roost or I heard one answering to some of my calls but just what didn't seem interested, I would actually keep that gobble shaker, you know, in my vest. Yeah. And the, yeah. the theory there is, you know, I could sound, well, I could sound as sexy as I look. In real life, oh yeah, right. Oh, when gotcha. I'm when I'm purring, 